How's it going, everyone? This is the XIX Podcast, PlayXX, amazing headwear, awesome brand, great podcast, having so much fun. Um, back to it, back to podcasting. Like I said on the previous one, I've had a little bit of hiatus, uh, stuff picked up with the Driven Golf Show. We've been traveling a bunch. Um, there's just so many things going on, but getting back to what has been uh, probably the the most uh, fulfilling experience is meeting people through the podcast, right? So having conversations. So I have, uh, okay, you're going to have to help me out again. <laughs> Sudi Nidacorn. Sudi Nidacorn. And then how did you say for me to remember that? Because I already forgot. <laughs> I said, well, it's Nidacorn, so I, everybody just remembers it by Sudi Needs Some Corn. Sudi so. Nidacorn. That's a really yeah. cool name. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a Thai name. Uh, so both of my parents are Thai, 100%. They, they you know, traveled here to the u.s and met each other in dc and you know from that out came sudi and uh here i am so sudi, yeah thank you so much sudi are you an only child no i have a younger sister oh and, man uh, my i have yeah. i only have one boy so i was like oh maybe i was gonna ask you some questions about being an only child but um you have a, you have an older sister or younger sister Yo- younger sister she's five years younger than i am and, uh, you know, you know, grew up, uh, kind of, it's at that kind of age where you're just, uh, you know, young enough to kind of see you growing up. But then at the same time, we don't, didn't really hang around each other too, too much, you know? Yeah. It's, it's one of those gaps where you could actually appreciate the, the, she could appreciate having the older brother. that's not really in her stuff. Right. And then as the older brother, you're kind of like the protector, but you don't really have to deal with, you know, tagging along through high school events. Yeah, it, that's a great way of putting it. We, we, we're close, but you know, not too close in the sense of we didn't have the same circle of friends. No, that's that's awesome. And so, um, so happy to have you on the podcast. And I'm going to kind of just lay out how all this kind of came about, uh, if you don't mind real quick. And then from there, we're going to take a deep dive into your background. So um, basically, we are filming a commercial uh, in Maui. Uh, and we're filming it on the 29th. We're flying in on the 28th of December. This all should air before then. And we're f- filming all day on the 29th and coming home on the 30th. So kind of a run and gun type deal. We're meeting some people out there. And I saw uh, the Kanapali Golf Course since I've been down there a bunch of times. But, you know, previously, uh, excluding the last two years, I was never into golf. But I've been going to Maui since 2010. Um, so for the last 10 or 11 years and enjoying going there engaged there, married there, um, really love the island. And I was sitting there and I was like, man, it'd be really awesome to play there. I want to make some connections. So we go through this whole process of Instagram, right? DMing back and forth, figuring some things out. And, uh, you know, that leads to a phone call, which leads to a conversation and just the power of communication. We were talking about how amazing that is. Um, we're actually going to be able to go down there. and, And it was one of my intentions to film at a really good golf course. And you guys have made um, your course available to us. And we have this cool thing set up now. We're on the 29th. We'll be playing uh, me, Man Bear, a.k.a. Ryan Winther, the Atkins family, the Atkins family vineyards, and Sheldon Nin are going to be there uh, simultaneously at the same time without even knowing it. So we're going to have this great opportunity to film on Amazing Golf Course, get an interview with you, be able to play with two people that um, and two companies that sponsor our show. And then the second half of the day, we're filming commercials uh, for real estate, which is really, really fun with my Aunt Jamie. So, um, you know, going back a little bit, 
picking up a phone, sending a message, asking questions. Obviously, too, there could be some hesitation, reservation. I mean, the course is amazing. Maui is beautiful. Um, you're, you're very established yourself uh, in the golf community from what I've been reading on and, and, and like kind of hearing from the island in general. But when I called you, super accommodating, really easy to talk to, nice guy. Um, so what we want to do is we want to do a, a deep dive on who you are, uh, you know, your upbringing, your background, leading up into what you're doing now. But um, before we answer that particular question and go that deep dive, what do you think has allowed you to be so approachable when someone might see it as, oh my gosh, great course, Maui, this guy's a pro, would never, you know, message me back or talk to me if they thought that that was the perception, right, that they would get uh, maybe trying to communicate with you. Why is that not true? Because my experience was not that at all. My man, that, it's, it's all in what you just said. It is amazing how the universe works. And, you know, I am grateful. I think that's probably the best word for it of what life brings to you when you just kind of allow it to go, you know, allow it to flow. And what you said was this so poetic, right? You did not, you know, you had maybe one or one objective to come and help film something uh, for your aunt. And all of a sudden, all these things line up. People are going at the same time as you are. And then, you know, you pick up the phone and we start talking and just rapping and doing stuff. Well, that's a lot of how my life works out. And I'm not saying that, you know, that you just, just, you know, open the door and then things just happen. There's a lot of work that's into that goes into it. But you know what? You have to be open to it to make it happen. So I think that's probably the best thing to uh, theme it up with, sum it up with, is just say, you know, I am open to just what might be on the other side of that door. And, uh, you know, just having you reach out is part of that, you know, getting to, and, and you can kind of connect with people and kind of feel them out too. It was, it wasn't too hard to tell that, um, you know, you're, you're a cool person, kind person and motivated. So, um, I think, uh, you know, how game attracts game, you just kind of go with the flow in those situations and let things happen. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, and I think that, you know, through that process of uh, making yourself available for opportunity, they say that luck is when hard work meets opportunity. And so a lot of people might say, you know, so do you're, you're a lucky guy or maybe I'm a lucky guy. I would just say we've prepared for the opportunities and we're willing to take the risk, right? Totally down with that. Totally down with that. You know, it's uh, just think of what we do. And, and it's just, you know, it's kind of seeing all the great things that are, there are in your life. doesn't matter where you are. Um, you know, I've, obviously there are some things that in my life that are pretty bright and apparent, you know, Maui golf professional, um, you know, get to see, meet lots of cool people. Um, but you're right. It, it came with a lot of, uh, roads that led to it, that just being open to, um, I'm from Cincinnati by the way. So it's, it's not like I grew up on Maui and just pow, this all came about, um, you know, grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, which uh, it's a great place. Don't get me wrong. It just wasn't, uh, um, you know, kind of the, the the cool glam life that it is uh, opened up to, you know, the tropical setting that I, that I have right now. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of it. It's just being open to things and uh, wanting to, you know, head down the path that you guys choose and yeah, I'm very appreciative of that and, and very grateful to be talking to you right now. 
Well, I'm appreciative of it too. And, and we kind of mentioned too on the DMs when we were talking and you said, hey, I'm from Cincinnati. I'm, I know the original hustle. And what's, what's <laughs> funny to me is, is that, you know, um, I, I start working in television and, you know, I already kind of had a nickname just from, you know, my work ethic and the things that I do. But then you go onto the show and, you know, you, uh, when you're communicating on air, you have nicknames that's part of the, the gig, right? So Ryan Winters, yeah. Man Bear, Isaac is Sasquatch, right? Like in my nicknames, Hustle, and people were like, you know, sometimes that's been an overused word in the last probably five years. But I was like, no, this sure. name was like, it's like the epitome of who I am. And you kind of get to witness that. But to speak on it, I've never really given an origin story. I've always been known as like just a natural hustler, not in the aspect of, you know, closing deals and looking for money, just on football teams, whatever sport I played, I knew that I had talent, but I knew that the work ethic that I put into everything I did would, would show that I wanted it more. And I remember, you know, just that being in me. And so, you know, I'm working with Mark Bell at one point when we're spending some time together and he's like, you know what? He's like, you remind me a lot of, uh, you know, Pete and the, the original, the original hustle. And, and he said, you know, that guy gave a hundred percent, ran the bases hard, did everything hard. He's like, Everything you do, you do it at 100%. He's like, and you just push. So, you know, from now on, I'm just calling you Hustle. I'm not even going to call you Charlie. And it was kind of funny that kind of, you know, it reinforced that nickname. But for you to make a reference that the original Hustle is who was, that's who, you know, inspired my name, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. Just to show you my connection to it, you know, I played a sport back in the day called Ultimate Frisbee. And, uh, you know, the, the team that I played on was called hustle and that's exactly who it was named after, you know, the grit and the grind that, that Pete Rose had and, you know, just, just, just went hard nose after every single run he could get in every at bat, everything, you know, he just went for it, didn't leave anything, you know, left it all out on the field. It was, uh, and that was a cool part about it. You know, it, the, nicknames are one thing, but to have meaning behind it and to, you know, really embody it, you know, that, that's what makes it cool. And I'm glad you get to uh, kind of embellish that a little bit. Well, I appreciate it too. And the other thing is when people meet me sometimes and I'm going into an opportunity where we're working with a strategic partner and they hear my nickname, they're like, Oh, you're the guy that's going to come in and sell me the car. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's not that hustle. That's not, <laughs> That's not what it is. I'm not going to run a scam on you, but it, it is funny. Like some people give me a hard time about it, but you know, enough about, uh, my nickname. We, we were talking a little bit about you having a younger sister talking a little bit about Cincinnati. Um, I just heard about some ultimate, you know, Frisbee. Uh, yep. what's a background on you? I mean, be as elaborate as you'd like, but this is our opportunity to kind of like unfold, unpack who you are. And I really love this part of it because I think it sets a tone for people to be able to draw a connection to who you really are. So, you know, no reservation. You, you give us what you want, man. Let us know who you are, where you came from, what's going on, and then what brought you to the present date and what you're doing now. Yeah, I appreciate that platform. Um, my parents uh, were immigrants who came from Thailand, had basically nothing and just, uh, you know, met. Yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty poetic story. They both came, didn't know each other at the time, and both started working at a 7-Eleven. And then uh, that's how they met. <laughs> I'd like to say that they met at the slushy machine, but uh, you know, so so once they got together, they got married, and um, out came Sudi, 
And uh, I was born in Chicago, of all places. Um, and uh, through moving around to different places, uh, you know, grew up in Dallas, Texas for my first, you know, 11 years of my life. And then uh, the parents decided to move us up to Cincinnati. Uh, uh, you know, they followed some friends over there and um, they were entrepreneurs and, you know, had their dreams of just the American dream and opened up their own restaurant. Um, and, you know, that I could go into a whole nother story down there. But short story of that is, is that they opened up a Thai restaurant as one of the first Thai restaurants in Cincinnati. And, um, you know, it wasn't just any restaurant. They won five tastes of Cincinnati's in a row. Um, and, uh, you know, from there, you know, seeing my parents work super hard, um, talking about, you know, getting up first thing in the morning and then um, going to the restaurant and then working, you know, their, you know, night and day until, you know, the restaurants don't close until like 11 or even midnight. You know, so to, to wake up at, and go to work at seven, get back home at midnight, um, you know, that was, you know, my first impression of going after the American dream. Um, and then, you know, from there, uh, started playing golf in high school. Um, didn't, you know, you know, I was on one of the best high school teams in the, uh, in the nation. And it was the, the team was so good that I didn't think that I could make a college team, um, because I was kind of middle of the pack of my, my high school team. So in a sense, I gave up golf, uh, in college and, um, just, you know, try to pursue some other things, uh, got a business degree and, um, that's also college is where ultimate Frisbee came into play, started playing that, uh, got to a really high level of that, um, traveled around the nation playing ultimate Frisbee, uh, for Ohio university. And then, um, after college, uh, with my banking, with my finance degree, got a job at a bank and, um, you know, figure it out how tough the real world was. Um, you know, didn't really enjoy my job at the bank. It wasn't my true passion. And the way the story goes is when I, um, you know, a year into the job, I was just a bit unhappy and we were playing in a golf tournament, a company sponsored golf tournament. And, uh, when I got to the front of the line to pay for my greens fees, I asked the guy at the counter if they had any jobs available. Um, it, that true story, totally random. I just, I don't know what took over my body, but, uh, I just blurted out, Hey, do you have anything available here for jobs? And the guy was, um, you know, handed me an application and he said, Hey, yeah, you can work at our driving range. Um, so I did, I took the application home, filled it out, came back the next day, um, gave it back to him. Yeah. The job paid like, I think like $5 an hour or something. And, uh, you know, went to work at the driving range and, uh, gave, you know, put in my two weeks notice, uh, at the other place. Um, and then started getting back into the game of golf. The guy, uh, who hired me, uh, we developed a great rapport. He's one of my best friends today. And, uh, he invited me to be his apprentice, which is how I became a PGA golf professional. And, uh, you know, that same company, uh, about 20, close to 20 years ago is the same company that brought me out to Maui from Cincinnati. 
believe it or not. So, you know, through that journey, uh, I came out to Maui on an internship and, uh, you know, they asked me to stay. Um, I actually turned down the job the first time, believe it or not. Uh, but, you know, corrected my wrongs and, and figured out, Hey, you should probably give Maui a try and came out here. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history. There's a whole, you know, have gotten to do a lot of amazing things out here from hosting professional events, getting to meet, you know, a guy from Cincinnati, kid from Cincinnati, getting to meet Jack Nicholas, working with guys like him, Arnold Palmer, um, taping, uh, you know, golf channel shows like big break, um, hosting food and wine festivals, hosting concerts, um, you name it. It's been a, a great thing, but I've gotten to do a lot of fun stuff out here in Maui, not to mention, you know, the great scenery and weather and all that good stuff too. So that just takes me to present day here, um, of how a kid from Cincinnati gets out to Maui. The reason why, like, I'm really in love with that story. One, it shows uh, a lot of hard work, and it shows some parallels that I think are really amazing. That I've tried to have help people at least unpack from the guests or uh, from what I've been saying on the podcast. This is this is that you went through a process where you enjoyed golf, right? You're playing on the high mm -hmm. school team. You don't know if you can play in college, so you kind of step away from it, but it's still kind of in you so much in you that you're doing, you know, the ultimate Frisbee stuff, you end up going to school, crushing that, getting the degree, playing at a high level. You, you transition into the jobs that you're, you, you think that is like what you're supposed to be doing almost like quote unquote, what the world says, the steps you're supposed to take are, but right. what you noticed was, is you weren't happy in right. that moment. You decided to correct that just by having the courage on that day to have that whim, to have that feeling to say like, Hey, you know, is, is there an opening here? And then to have that particular job that you had for almost a year, you know, working with a degree to then being able to be humble enough to start pretty much at the beginning, a driving range for $5 an hour to work your way into relationship, to being intentional, to being back in your passion, to developing that relationship and showing how hard you work in your work ethic. So then it lands you the job, you apprentice, and then you come over to Hawaii. Like, that whole thing doesn't happen if you don't have some form of self-reflection. Say, what is more important to me? What is told is supposed to be what I'm supposed to do or me living out who I'm supposed to be. And I think right now you're living out who you're supposed to be. And I think a lot of people get sidetracked in life by, by not asking that question. And I think a lot of times the, the anxiety, depression, a lot of things that we see are people living out someone else's perspective of their life or what they think the world's perspective of their life should be instead of chasing their passion or their pursuit. So I just want to commend you. That is a amazing story to get to where you're at now. And I'm sure we could unpack even more. Um, I, you did a great job, but like there's probably so much depth into all of that too, how you felt, what was going on. But to be where you're at now, like which I think is one of the best places in the whole world, and you're instructing golf at a high level, I mean, you made it happen, and, and you're happy, and you're making money. So all of it came together, right? Because you're willing to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. Now, thinking back at it, I, I think about that moment a lot, and you know, every, I think everybody has those key moments in their life where it's like a fork in the road. Um, almost like a moment of truth. And uh, I 
when I tell the story, I still, even now when I still tell the story, I don't know what came over me just to blurt that out. You know, do you have any jobs available here? But something, you know, I, I think it's just seeing the, the, you know, either what do you call it, the green light or, you know, whatever it is in, in that moment of just, uh, hey, you know, what, what, what could it hurt to ask this question? Um, and then, uh, and then just seeing where it goes from there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where it led for me. And uh, um, I am very happy for it. Appreciate you pointing that out. No, yeah, and then just so people know too, you've been talking about uh, Hawaii, you've been talking about Maui, you've been talking about golf. Can you can you let us know a little bit about you know where you're at, what you do, and what that looks like? Yeah, yeah, it's um. So I live in Lahaina, Hawaii, which is on the island of Maui. It's on the west side of Maui, and um, it's it's the place that I work is at Kaanapali Golf Resort. Um, it, it we have two golf courses here. Uh, both championship level, uh, and, and, you know, the, uh, the golf course, uh, sits upon 300 acres of land with, uh, 11 hotels. Um, and on the other side of those hotels is one of the best beaches in the world. Kaanapali beach, um, has black rock, which is this epic lava rocks that formed out just out at a point of the ocean, um, you know, kids swim out there every day and jump off the rock, dive off the cliff into the water. Uh, so, uh, the golf course itself, um, is right near there. You know, when you're going on and play on this, this course, um, it, it's this epic course that winds through the resort and then it goes up onto the mountainside and you get this nice big open view of the entire, um, resort you know, with other islands in, of Hawaii in the background, the island of Lanai, the, the island of uh, Molokai. Um, and so it's just a very majestic place over here. Uh, my job, I'm the director of golf here. So I am, um, I help to run this 300 acre property. Uh, we have not only the two golf courses, but a top 100 pro shop uh, with merchandise. Um, also, uh, an amazing restaurant called Roy's, which is uh, world renowned with uh, celebrity chef Roy Yamaguchi. Um, you know, not only that, you know, get to be involved uh, in the community. Uh, I'm the head coach for Lahaina Luna High School golf team, and Lahaina Luna itself uh, is uh, the oldest school west of the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> uh, just a little known fact. Um, a 185 year old school that sits upon the uh, mountaintops of uh, of of West Mount, the West Maui Mountains, and uh, been lucky enough to coach that team for about 13 years. Um, we won a, uh, a sectional championship, the the the, the one championship in the uh, 185 year history of the school, um, which is uh, where where I met a a friend of yours, our connection, Jensen. And, uh, you know, to, to, to not only, uh, coach kids, special kids like Jensen and, and others, uh, but, you know, to, to just kind of reflect on that's my tie into the community of Lahaina. So golf professional, um, you know, at a special place being involved in the community by coaching, uh, high school kids and, um, and yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at here. 
um, here at the golf course. And what that's a whole nother level of the story that I forgot to mention in the whole way this thing came together too. Um, Jensen is one of the, his family is one of the first families that I ever met when I went to Maui in 2010, I believe was the first year we went, um, when I got engaged to my wife and my aunt who were filming the commercial there with, who now has a real estate license in Hawaii, Jamie Martin, she's the best. Um, Annie, uh, his mom, rest in peace is one of the first women that I met there and I met the kids and they were all young, we're all hanging out. And what's so crazy is, is that through this process, Jensen ends up growing up playing golf, being coached by you. Fast forward to now I'm 33. Now he's out of high school, obviously. And I yeah. text Jensen and say, Hey, you know, I'm um, going to be out in Hawaii. You know, maybe we can get together. What's going on? He's like, yeah, I heard you're into golf. He's like, if you want to get connected with golf, you need to talk to my coach. And that's how I even got in contact with you and your phone number. And so that, you know, I'm not saying that's the same path that, happened when you walked up to that tournament and asked for the, you know, <laughs> are there any applications, but being able to see those connections and how they kind of happened before you, I think that that's when you see very special things happening. And that's when we were on that phone call. Um, that's what was really apparent to me and you is we both know that things that are amazing can happen if you put yourself out there to do that. And so, yeah, you being able to talk about, you know, winning a section championship there, being one of the oldest schools, and then Jensen being one of the, the kids that you coach through this process, and then me having the connection to him and how it all happened. What also amazes me in the 10 years I've been going to Maui is I've never met you. <laughs> like, and it's, it's, but, but for literally the first eight years that I was going, I was not into golf at all. I mean, this is a new mm -hmm. thing for me within the last two years, and I've got to connect with other, um, you know, coaches that are out there. Just in, in the previous times, um, I was able to kind of connect with Ben Hongo, who's a um, really cool dude. And I met him because one of my buddies who runs a gym out there uh, or a few mm -hmm. gyms out there, he was training at his gym. It's like, hey, if you're in a golf now, I should connect with this guy. And it's just funny how all those little things, you know, add into it. But I'm so excited that you're on the podcast now. I'm so excited that we're actually going to be able to meet and have this really cool relationship. And I think this is the very beginning of a lot of really cool things that, you know, me and you can do together. Um, For and, sure. And the power of relationship, you know, my next question is um, when you talk about, you know, people you've worked with. So you talked about the guy that made you an apprentice. Um, I would love to know maybe a little bit more about that story and who he was in your life. And then also uh, you'd mentioned you've done some really cool things like, you know, working with Arnold or, or different things. Um, do you have any uh, references you'd like to speak on of, you know, like who you've worked with or, or their meaning or impact on you? Um, yeah, you, you know, there, there are always these, these little nuggets, these stories of where you, you just, uh, uh, meet people, work with people and they just have this, uh, these, this impact on how you learn, you know, they, they it's just, uh, it's, I, I don't think we'll ever stop learning anything. You know, it's like, um, first of all, just to be in the presence of, these you know for me it, i'm a golf geek right so uh the first time i laid eyes on uh jack nicholas arnold palmer and uh another guy gary player it, it it's they're like rock star status to me you know me being the golf geek that i am uh they're, they, 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 those are guys who way back in the day you know they you know they're filmed in black and white and so you're like whoa they're legends they're like the frank sinatras of golf you know the rat pack and, um, you know, I remember the moment 
when just 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 walking up to him and just me a timid little kid and um you know super shy by the way uh walking up to these guys and just like hey um my name is Sudi uh, I, I'm here to help you out in any way you guys need. Um, just let me know. And, and, and just from that, um, seeing how they handled and talked to people was really the moment that I learned. Um, I'll tell you a cool experience uh, that I saw with Jack Nicholas. Um, and and for, for a lot of people who might not have uh, heard of Jack Nicholas, he's, he's the guy who Tiger chases. He's, he's the legend back in the sixties and seventies and, um, even fifties, I think who just, uh, um, just set all these records. He still has a record for the most majors in golf. Um, and he, he came from, he grew up in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Um, so for me to actually meet him in person was just like, you know, anybody meeting their idol. Um, so, you know, he goes out for a practice round here at Kanapali and, uh, you know, the, the course is closed only to the, the pros who are practicing for the tournament. And, um, I see him come off the 18th hole. And by this time, you know, all, all the people who are fans of him are, are there it's probably literally a couple hundred people, which is, uh, is, is, you know, for little island Hawaii is a big crowd. And, uh, um, he walked off the green and just, you know, this is at the time, I think he was like uh, close to 70 years old and, um, you know, didn't leave until every single autograph was signed that he, he could talk to everybody and just at least acknowledge him and say, Hey, how you doing? Um, that moment right there was a special one for me just to see, you know, a guy who was accomplished in his life, um, had nothing to prove. And, uh, you know, this was just, a uh, he was here for a, uh, uh, kind of an exhibition tournament and be yet all these fans and all these people were here just to, just to kind of be around him and be fans. And he was just there and made sure that everybody felt like they, you know, that they had some time with them. Um, so that was a, a cool thing to see from Mr. Nicholas, um, you know, I've gotten a chance to uh, 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 hang out with Gary Player. He probably doesn't remember it, but he, um, you know, for, for a lot of people who don't know the story behind him, he is a fanatic fitness person. Um, and he, you know, very active. Um, and so he is always on the go, go, go. Uh, so much that he would always be the first person to show up for the golf tournament. Um, so he would show up literally a day or two before everybody else, um, to the Island and he would come into the, uh, pro shop and just right away, his energy was spitfire. It's like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah, pro. Hey, pro. How's it going? Hey, you ready to go? You ready to go? Let's go hang out on the range and all this. He was South African. That's why he's got this accent. Um, so as soon as he would walk in, he'd say, pro, let's go to the range. And so he was talking to me. I said, What? Here's this Hall of Fame golfer hollering in the corner to the, the, the golf professional and saying, hey, let's go hang out on the driving range. And so for me, same thing, kid from Ohio, just on at the opportunity, go and hang out with them for an hour or two on the driving range. Um, you know, then we go out on the course and then, um, you know, you know, then then 
after about five or six hours of hanging out, he's just like, well, I'm going to go back to the hotel. And uh, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, you must be tired from your 19-hour plane flight from South Africa. He's like, yeah, but you know what? I'm going to go back and do laps in the pool. And go. <laughs> he says, you have to keep your energy up, stay, you know, and to, and to really, you know, get acclimated to the time zone. So this man, this man who at the time, he was 75 years old. You know, he, he, he uh, uh, after a 19-hour plane flight, comes to Maui is super energetic, super gracious to where he wants to, uh, you know, not only practice, but do it and hang out with people at the same time. Um, after six hours of practicing, goes back to the hotel, does laps in the pool, goes to the gym, and then, bam, he probably then passes out on his bed. But um, that work ethic, that drive, you know, is just uh, what I learned from that experience. So. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on. There's there's so much, so many fun stories of stuff like that. But uh, that's a couple of nuggets that uh, I really took to heart when I first got here. Well, you definitely made the right decision asking for the application. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are yeah. two people that people would dream to meet. One of them, even just to shake their hand or say hi, and for you to have the interactions that you did with both of them is amazing. Uh, I actually just saw a video posted on his actual Instagram. And he was running at like 6.0 uh, speed on the treadmill uh, yeah. with how old he is now, like flying. And I was like, wow, um, it, it is amazing. And for you to have those experiences and for you to, to, to be able to put yourself in that opportunity to where that's what you're doing now. And those things you got to experience, it just, it just really hits home to, to, you know, reemphasize, you know, make yourself open for opportunity and, you know, XIX, play XIX, the whole thing behind it is, is that life, fitness, and golf, we're just striving always to be better. And I think that's so cool that you're really embodying that, you know, on this podcast without even knowing it, because that's who you are. That's what you're, you're pursuing yourself. And, um, I, I think it's really amazing, man. What do you think that's going to mean to you? Um, even, even later in life to, to be able to say that you, you're able to, to make those decisions, to be in those environments in the sport you love, making an impact on so many other people's lives. This is not on my question list. I was just thinking about it. What, what do you think that's going to mean to you that you, you took the chance on yourself? Um, I think that's an interesting question. I, I think it's something that you don't realize until you reflect on it, you know, later in life. And, and, and that's what's, you know, just to be pretty upfront and honest with it, that's what's pretty cool about just being able to talk to you about it now. Um, you know, these, these aren't things that I'm just, you know, kind of like dream up and just say, Hey, Oh, cool. This is what happened. It's uh, it takes a moment of reflecting, um, and thinking back as to, you know, things that you did. Um, and, and, and to be honest about it, it's like, I, I feel like I'm even learning a little bit now from talking about those experiences, uh, not only about how, you know, Mr. Nicholas and Mr. Player were such great people. Um, but the fact that, uh, you know, those moments were there to kind of take advantage of, right. Kind of like what you're saying, those moments were there and just something in, in the back of your mind just says, all right, I better do this. This just, not only does it sound fun, but it's just like, it's, this is a moment where you, you have those kind of those, those, 
like like we're talking about those those forks in the road. It's like okay, I, I could have chosen to stay in my office and 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 do the paperwork that I was supposed to do, but um, you know, Mr. Player said, "Hey, let's go go out on the range and hang out." I was like, uh, "I wasn't going to pass that up," <laughs> you know. Um, so I think uh, you know, it's understanding that those moments will come up and understanding that uh, you know what what does it take to simply say yes and I, it's it's still something that i'm trying to learn today is this you know okay what's the next moment uh, you know how do i say yes and what's the right way to do it um because I, I believe there's a a right and a wrong way to say yes as well you know you can't just let your responsibilities fly into the wind and then but you know there there, there are moments where you can just okay take advantage of the opportunity to to, to do something cool um and uh that that's that's what i'm reflecting on right now and uh you know really 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 fun actually to, to kind of think about that well, you know what I think, you know, my perspective from hearing this is you allowed yourself to be present. Um, if you are in the past, you're thinking about things that have happened before. If you're in the future, might give you a little bit of angst to maybe yes, maybe no. But if you live in the present and you're responsible, you realize the opportunity that's in front of you. And sometimes I think living in the present allows you to not be robbed of what's happened in the past. And not be robbed, you know, of what you think might or might not happen. You're just experiencing life kind of as it's coming to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it, it, you be in the present and, and then there's that, that little thing in your gut that just says, okay, you know, this something, you just feel something, right? And, and, and it's that moment where you're not exactly sure what you're supposed to do. But I, I, I guess I'll say this: it, you're you're probably going to do the right thing every time if you listen to that. You know, we, we call it our gut or our instinct. But uh, if you if you listen to it and just kind of kind of go with it, it's it's the most nerve wracking thing. I'll tell you that though. You know, you get <laughs> you come up to it's like asking out a girl that you know. It's just like you, you know, should I do it? You know, lo logic says, yeah, of course you should do it. But it's that moment of just like that moment of truth of just, just actually doing it. So, um, that's, that's what I'm navigating through and have been for life. And just to notice that every time you ask out that girl, good things happen, no matter if she says yes or no. Right. Yeah. Cause you put yourself in an opportunity for growth. I think that's huge. Right. Well, you know, speaking on, you know, words of advice, one of the questions, you know, this is a great segue to that we have for the show is, you know, if, if you're a new golfer, right, and you're just getting into the game, or maybe you're like myself, you've only been in it for a few years and you're still figuring the ins and outs, um, what's Sudi's information for a new golfer? What, what do you want to give that person? What do you want to bestow upon them from your knowledge base? Um, I, you know, the big thing about golf that I've seen from new golfers is just um, don't get too intimidated by all of the uh, – all of the the customs of golf you know golf is a very established sport and has a lot of different customs to it and what i mean by that is that there's a you know those things like how you're supposed to dress what time you're supposed to show up you know um where you're supposed to stand uh you know where you're supposed to put your golf glove you know things like that which it, they, they may sound trivial but 
when you go and play golf and I've seen a lot of new, new people to the game who just kind of like, they get really anxious about it or just, or, um, if they don't do it properly, even the people around them might say, ha ha, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. And it's, it's like, well, you know, uh, that's kind of the thing that we do as a society too. Sometimes we, um, you know, are, are, are not kind enough, uh, to, to people who don't know what to do. And that's the thing about golf that I, I, I'm, I see more and more and I want to try and help as far as like, you know, if you're new to the game, just, you know, of course have fun with it, but don't feel intimidated by all the, all the extra things that you need to do for the game of golf. It'll come at you. There's things, there's ways to learn it. And, uh, but that's, uh, it's, it's, it's small beans compared to hitting a golf ball and just feeling so good about seeing that thing soar. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on the game. Now to kind of flip that on its head, what are your words of advice for a veteran golfer, someone that's been in the game for a long time? Don't get in your head. You know, uh, that's, that's, it's, uh, that part really doesn't change when you first uh, step on the tee box your first time golfing to, if you're, you know, about to make a putt to, to get into the U S open, if you're at a sectional qualifier, um, you know, I've noticed that same thing, maybe at a different level, but it's, it's, it's just getting into your own head and just understanding that, you know, Hey, um, yeah, there's pressure, but the fundamentals always stay true. You know, uh, making that, you know, making that three foot putt to get into, you know, uh, to win a tournament or even to get, to make the cut, uh, it, it, it holds true. The fundamentals of just how to, how to make a good putting stroke are the same. And it's just getting out of your own way, getting your head to realize, okay, I need to focus on the fundamentals, the simple things that make that happen. Just the same as a, a, a new golfer getting to the first tee box and seeing, you know, whatever it is, seven, eight people waiting in line to, to play also. And then they get really nervous about hitting a golf ball all of a sudden. They just hit 20 perfect shots on the driving range. And then you step on the tee box and literally five or six people are, are, are standing around and all of a sudden you're on stage and have stage fright. Um, the fundamentals are still the same. And it's just, you know, getting out of your head and realizing that those people aren't watching you and being critical they're just fans of golf and they're for the same reasons as you are so um that's uh you know it from from a sense of somebody who's played golf for a while you know technique and stuff like that it all works don't get me wrong there's important techniques to to use for golf but what it comes down to is just your mindset um you know no matter if it's making a, an important shot a putt, um, or just, just trying to hit that drive of your life. It's just staying within yourself and just doing what you learned. I think that making the game approachable is by allowing people just to be relaxed. And for the people that are new, for people that have been in it for a long time, you're telling them, Hey, remember you're playing golf, you're having fun. Right. And I think that's a really cool piece of information to give to people. And I've been there, you know, um, Myself, even with golf, you know, with the show, 
I am very blessed that I've got to play some really cool courses and do some really good things, but that's not everyone's first uh, experience with golf, right? Maybe they get to, you know, knock out a few rounds at a, at a Muni nine hole, you know, I'm at PGA national in Florida for maybe like my sixth or seventh round ever out. You're staying on the tee box and it's just kind of overwhelming. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, like, Oh, but then you remember like, Oh yeah, we're just playing golf. But those moments can creep in. Right. And I think that, um, I think that's a good word for, for both. It's just, you know, enjoy the process of just being there and, and just be free, right. Be free in that moment and, and have some fun. Um, my, my favorite question to ask, it's a two part question. Um, it's this right here. What mm -hmm. impact do you want to have on the game of golf and what do you want to be remembered for? Ah, oh, wow. <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, you know, impact on the game of golf. Um, I, I just, you know, just being a part of the game is, is good enough for me and wanting, you know, as far as what I want to get out of it is, as far as my part in it is, is that um, more people played because of me. And, and you know, I, I think it, it's a simple definition of what, what you asked, but that's, that's really it. More people played because, because of me. Um, and then, uh, the second part, how did you phrase that? Um, uh, it's pretty, it's a pretty big one. Uh, what yeah. do you want to be remembered for? What do I, oh, um, yeah. It, so it, very similar to that. I just want, you know, want to be remembered for, uh, helping to give access to the game, you know, I, cause yeah, I'm just a guy, just a guy who, uh, has been fortunate enough to be around the game and, but, but myself as a person, you know, what have I done for that legacy? You know, did I, um, help create more programs? Did I teach more people? Um, you know, did, did, did I, you know, give that kid a golf glove so he, he, he felt like, you know, he could play golf that day, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have any big vision of, you know, uh, owning a golf course or anything like that. It's just what, what, what have, what have, what have I done to, to help, help the game keep going? I love it. Now, my favorite uh, thing at the end of these is to ask, you know, where can people find more of you? Where can they connect with you if they want to work with you? Obviously you talked about the course you work out. Uh, in Kanapali now, can they reach you on Instagram? Should they email you? Should they go to the website? How can people get more of Sudi? How how can they spend some time with you? What's the best ways of communicating with you? Uh, go ahead and plug all those things now. I appreciate that. It's super fun too. Um, all of those things. Uh, we you know fortunate to work at a, one of the top resorts um, in the world. So we have a you know our website is KanapaliGolfCourses.com. Um, myself personally, I, I, I enjoy social media. I'm on, uh, Instagram most of the time and, and, you know, just, just reaching out that way, whether you want to talk about golf tips or to, or best places to eat on Maui or whatever, you know, it, it's always fun. Um, that I'm at Yo Sudi and it, you know, that's just kind of my, my calling card. You know, you say your, your nickname's hustle people a lot of times will say will will we'll kind of holler back at me like hey yo Sudi, what's going on that's that was uh my my cincinnati calling um 
So Yo Sudi is is my Instagram handle, and uh, you know those are those are kind of the the two great places. If uh, if you're ever here in Maui, and 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 fortunate enough to or you know to to kind of hang out around the uh, or, or lucky enough to be in the Kanapali area, just just literally stop by the office. Um, I have people pop in every single day, um, and love seeing everybody who gets to come through the area. Amazing, amazing. And then the last thing I would love to touch on, even though we kind of wrap this up, I, but it's, I'm going back to it now. Um, so you, you, you coach the high school team, you're the director of golf out there. Are people available just to work with you one-on-one -on -one if they wanted to say they were traveling and they want to, to work with you? Is that, is that an opportunity that you have, or are you not doing that as much anymore? You know, what does that look like? You know, it, it is, but I don't teach as much as, uh, um, as I used to. Uh, the reason is, 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 um, you know, I'm more or less helping to facilitate the team game. I, I have, uh, an amazing staff of, uh, golf instructors. Um, one in particular, uh, I'll plug him, Chris Armanini. He's, uh, he's one of the top instructors in Hawaii and, uh, you know, let, letting guys like that do their thing. You know, I'm kind of a, not an old guy, but kind of like a, a, an old dog who's trying to, you know, do, do a bunch of different things. So, um, uh, you know, I, I don't get to teach as much. And so, uh, let, I let the guys who do the teaching make that happen and do a great job at it too. Well, to lean into what you actually closed with was saying, you know, your why was to get in there and to create more opportunities to play golf. Uh, being in the you know side of management to help all those professionals find the right fit for them and to be directing all that stuff, you're living it, man. You're doing it. So it's cool to see you living your why. Hey, make sure to check this guy out at Yosudi on Instagram. I'm going to post all the links and all the stuff here in the podcast if you're following it, whether you're hearing this on iTunes or wherever you're getting your streaming from. And I just want to thank you so much for being uh, on the podcast and look forward to seeing you in like, what, nine days? Yeah, man. Super fun. I, 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 not only was it fun talking today, uh, but it's going to be great to connect in person. Oh, I love it. Thank you, man. I hope you have a great day. For sure. Thank you so much. Aloha, everybody.